This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. We'll have uh, Lady Raider basketball for you on the air tomorrow. They're going to celebrate the 93 national championship team, of which the head coach was uh, heavily involved with. And uh, many of her teammates will be uh, back in town for that. And uh, Lady Raiders from years past as well. So we'll have the game for you tomorrow from the arena at 1.30 on 1077 Yes FM. The tip is at 2. Um, just, just kind. I just kind of have this inkling, and I, and I haven't really done any heavy research yet. This is just my gut talking to you. But okay. I, I feel like you got a chance. Okay, that's good. I, I mean, from results so far, I, sure. I don't think that you should feel like you have no shot. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't like, know that you should feel like you're the favorite, but no, huh? Huh? I'm not saying. That. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I feel like I feel like you got a shot. Um, you know, they um, they do have uh, three that average in double figures. Um, they do, um, but they have been beaten. So it's not like you know they're four and three on the season. They have, have losses to. Oklahoma State at West Virginia and Texas and and frankly you know their loss at West Virginia was a, within a few points of what yours is <clears throat> 74 to 65 was was the final there in wake for in, in West Virginia for them a couple of weeks ago they lost to Texas <clears throat> at home and the Lady Raiders have a win over Texas at home mm-hmm. so if you want to kind of look at some comparisons and and then you don't see uh, Oklahoma State until next week but I guess my point is I don't think they have anybody that just flat out scares you. I mean, they do have a girl that's averaging 20 points a game in conference play, Sarah Andrews, um, and she does lift a lot of threes. She's made 20, she shoots at about a 37% clip. Uh, Baylor does make about seven threes a game, but it's not it's not the Baylor of what we saw with Kim Mulkey, okay? Right, right. You know, just dominating, suffocating, and you just feel like, okay, if I can keep it within 10, 15 points. I mean, I remember a game three years ago where kind of felt like you had a victory because uh, Mulkey had to put her starters back in in the fourth quarter you know but mm-hmm. that's not that's not what you're looking for right now you're looking for you're looking for wins you're looking for see if you can steal a couple and uh, and all that kind of stuff so we'll see we'll see what uh, what we can come up with tomorrow uh, there at the arena not that I'm not that I'm got anything to do with it other than just talking about it you know I'm not like X and an O in, a, in the huddle or anything like that. Okay. It's disappointing. Oh, but he so wishes he could. Yeah. Just once. Mm-hmm. Just once he wishes Coach Gerlich would look over. Chuck, you got any ideas? <laughs> you know he's waiting for it. That's on That's on his bucket list moment for a broadcast. Oh, no, 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 no. no. He got any ideas. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, they'll uh, that'll be fun tomorrow um, at the uh, at the arena. So we'll see. Um, I'll tell you, this was really surprising to me yesterday to get this news that Dan Quinn is coming back to the Dallas Cowboys as a defensive coordinator. I, I view that as I view that as huge for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't. I'm, no, I I view it as massive as well. I don't know if it was he wasn't getting the interest that he was hoping for from a head coaching perspective, or if that was him basically saying oh, this this is where I want to be. I've, I'm comfortable here. Um, we got a good thing going here, and so I, I want to stay. I'm not really sure, but I, I think it's massive. I think it's really really good news for the Cowboys. You know, and and because I just assumed that he'd be gone, and then you'd have to. 
you know, re kind of do your defense and, and, um, you know, and then you'd have a new scheme and a new way of doing things. The Cowboys did let six coaches go yesterday. Uh, so, I mean, obviously they're not happy with, um, with, with how things turned out, especially offensively. And it, it seems like that um, Kellen Moore, like they wouldn't stand in his way if he got another job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because Mike McCarthy was, was asked about him and they were saying, well, he's, he hadn't had a chance to talk to him yet and they're still evaluating. And um, even, even when he was pressed for it, he, he said, hey, it's been a long day. I'm, I'm not really going to get into that right now. So it's not like he came out and said, oh, yeah, Kellen's going to be back with us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he, Kellen Moore didn't get the Car- Carolina Panther job. That went to Frank Wright. Right. Um, are, you, are you surprised at all? I mean, I don't think that offense has been so spectacular that he's view, should be viewed as, as like this next hot coaching no, candidate. I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't I – don't, yeah, I think the lack of success, you know, and – this past week's game, you know, decision making and things like that. Um, but you know, it's just he said Kellen Moore. This is what McCarthy said. Kellen Moore, just like the rest of the coaches, will be evaluated. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, we're all we're all evaluated. But I mean, when you when you say it like that, it doesn't sound like yeah. You know, hey, you know, we're Coach Morgan and I are going to meet. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to go over things. We've got you know our end of season meeting to go through. But yeah, Kellen will be back with us. That's generally what you would expect to hear, mm-hmm. but maybe they're like thinking, "Hey, he he might be he might be going somewhere else." The way I've kind of described it all week, I guess, with the way to put it, and even going into last week a little bit, if Kellen Moore got a head coaching job somewhere, good for him. Good luck. If he was back next year, I don't blame him as much this past season for the offensive problems that I have in the past. I think you can do better at offensive coordinator. I also think you could do worse from what we saw this year. When you had your backup quarterback in, your offense was still effective, which tells me he knows how to call a game. So the, maybe the communication with him and Dak needs to be worked on. Maybe Dak needs to listen to Kellen more and more. But it, I didn't feel like he was the one holding the offense back this year. Whether that be fair or not, that's where I sit. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't know that I disagree with Jeff. Um, I do, you know. Also take into account that I feel like Jeff's point is that it was more on Dak than it was on Kellen Moore. Offensive players in general, but yeah, not just Dak. You know, I mean, Dak. Dak seems to to press and try to do. I, sometimes it seems like he's trying to force the ball in there, and that's why it's these interceptions. But you can't overlook the fact that he. He led the league in interceptions and missed some games, and then threw two in the uh, divisional game. And you know, you just you just can't you can't have those costly turnovers like that. Put yourself in that in that position. So, and who knows? Maybe there's somebody out there that's better. I mean, the other thing that's interesting to me is that it looks like unless something really changes in the next, I don't know, twenty four to forty eight hours, it looks like Sean Payton is not going to land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Feels you know, that way, yeah. You know, and because it kind of feels like, well, if they, if they were going to do that, it would have already happened. Um, maybe that's because the Saints are asking for too much. Could be, and then I, and maybe it's, uh, Sean Payton may be asking for too much too, and not necessarily financial uh, things, but 
you know, decision-making, control the roster and stuff like that. So there might be some things that he's uh, that he's asking for that, you know, the Denver Broncos or the Houston Texans. Or maybe he loves being on TV. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's more about... <laughs> we he's, know you don't think that. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that. I think it's more about he's, he's wait, he, he wants the what he perceives as the perfect situation for him. And some had thought that if they made a change in with the Chargers, that he would end up in L.A. Or that if um, the Rams coach had, you know, had walked away, that he would go there, too. But those were two places that, and who knows? Well, the Texans still haven't hired anybody, right? No. (laughs) And he seemed like he was saying all the right things, and he was really interested in that gig. But what this article I read last night is nobody's like heading back for a second interview. So it's like, does he turn everybody off when he walks in with his visor on? I have no idea. Yeah, that's how, I think that really happens with people with visors, you know, especially if they're inside. You know, does he go? Does he go in in a suit? Does he have a? What is he? Is he in his coaching apparel? What is he? What's what's he doing? I mean, is he making a? Does he have bad body language or or what? I mean, I just I don't I don't know. So. Again, or, I'm just, or as you said, maybe, maybe it's because he's asking for too much, or or the Saints are asking for too yeah, much. Yeah, and, and but the things that I've the, the things that I've read <laughs> is that that the the teams have been willing to part with you know a, a first round draft choice or whatever. Um, so I I don't know. I mean it's 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 uh, puzzling um, as to why Dan Quinn didn't get hired as a head coach. It seems like he's but he said, hey, I've got unfinished business in Dallas. Maybe Jerry's whispering his ear going, hey, you know, if this doesn't work out, man, I really like you. <laughs> or maybe he likes being a coordinator and doesn't necessarily want to be a head coach. There, 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 there is that. There is that. It's just the difference between being a coordinator and a head coach is, you know, an extra maybe number next to the comma. You don't think Jerry knows how to sign a checkbook? <laughs> I think he Of does. all the people in the world, he's working for the one guy who will pay him more than anybody else. That's true. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is January the 27th, 2023. With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Going to go to 1955 to kick things off today, guys. Mm-hmm. George Shaw from the University of Oregon is the first pick by the Baltimore Colts in the 1955 NFL draft. A year later in 56. Okay. I'm sorry. No, what's up? That's just like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe it is about to. No. No. Okay. It was just the most interesting fact from as far back as we would want to go. I got you. They can't all be home runs. (laughs) 1956, NFL's New York Giants moved their home from the Polo Grounds to upper uh, in Upper Manhattan to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. In 1966, Wisconsin State Circuit Court Judge Elmer W. Roller. That's a judge's name if I've ever heard one. Mm-hmm. Rules, either the Braves stay in Milwaukee or the National League must promise Wisconsin an expansion team for 1966. 1969, Chuck Knoll is named head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the youngest coach in NFL history at that time. It worked out pretty well for him. That's an understatement. Mm -hmm. 1990, 
Australian Open Women's Tennis. Steffi Graf beats American Mary Jo Fernandez 6-3-6-4 for her third consecutive Australian singles crown. And in 1996, Monica Asselis beats Annick Humber of Germany 6-4-6-1 for her first and only Grand Slam victory after she was attacked on the tennis court. Mm. Not going to lie, if you're not in on today, unless there's an allergy involved, I'm not sure we can be friends. National Chocolate Cake Day. I'm in. Uh, I, I like chocolate cake. Doesn't have to be your favorite, yeah. but if someone offers you a piece of chocolate cake and you're not taking it, unless there's an allergy, I don't think we can be friends. <laughs> there's an allergy, I get it. We can be friends. You'll be allergic wow. to hundreds of things that are in the cake. Uh, happy that birthday. That is not a you do you thing for Jeff. I know. It sounds That's a black and white. That you, sounds, it sounds you know, like You either it, yeah. eat the cake or. Mm-hmm. You're either right or you're wrong. They're, that's just it. Mm-hmm. I can't help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will you still talk to them? By the way, Chuck Knoll was 37 when he's hired as the head coach of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on this day. Happy birthday, former Texas Tech baseball pitcher, John McMillan. 25 today. Is he still throwing? Um, I assume so. Last I knew he was in the Royals organization, so. Yeah. Would have thought John would have had a chance to rise to the big leagues pretty quick. But it appears that, that that obviously has not happened so far. Uh, Patton Oswalt is 54. James Cornwell is 83. Mimi Rogers, 67, Chris Collinsworth, 64, and Gavin Floyd is 40. And on this day in 1945, Soviet troops enter Auschwitz, Poland, freeing the survivors of the network of concentration camps and finally revealing to the world the depths of the horrors perpetrated there. Auschwitz was actually really a group of camps designated 1, 2, and 3. There were also 40 smaller satellite camps. It was Auschwitz II established in October 41 that the SS created a complex monstrosity orchestrated killing ground, 300 prison barracks, four bathhouses in which prisoners were gassed, corpse cellars, and cremation ovens. Mm. Mm. And that is this day in sports history. 6.49 this morning here on the Morning Drive. It'll take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T 97.3. Dot com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Um, I'm sure that you saw this, but upon further review, uh, it was all a prank and a setup. The uh, Uber Eats delivery person who wandered onto the court during a Duquesne Dukes game against Loyola of Chicago. Uh, the game was briefly paused after a man in a yellow jacket holding a bag of fast food walked onto the floor a few feet from where Loyola Chicago's Philip Alston was holding the ball. Um, so it uh, it now has been revealed that that was all a setup. It was a prank. Uh, the delivery person was wearing a microphone and tons of students were filming him with their phones. Um, after the game... Uh, the Duquesne coach said, only at Duquesne can a guy deliver food on the court after the game. Craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, other than when I was an assistant at Eastern Michigan, we had these friends of ours that were good friends, and they got the ice cream man to deliver the ice cream to the coach 
coaching the game during the game. That's the closest thing I've seen to that. So where did this guy come from? Was he a student? I don't know if he was a student or not. Was this Uber Eats? Yeah, it was an Uber Eats delivery person. Right, but did Uber Eats put him up to it? Uh, I'm not... I'm not sure of that. I think it was, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Uber Eats put him up to that. So I can't, I can't put the pin on them. I just, it was a prank. So I don't know if it was designed to get publicity, which presumably is kind of what I'm thinking. For Uber Eats? Yeah. Yeah. No. But Terrific. Duquesne is now reviewing their safety policies in terms of, even if it is a prank, how'd this guy get to there? Well, I mean, I guess anybody can walk on the floor. You can, so, it, like right now, is there are there security personnel, you know, standing down by the student section in front of those oh, yeah. guys? Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah. So if one student walked out of the crowd and had a yellow jacket on and just wanted to wander onto the court, he he couldn't get there. I'm not. I'm not going to say he couldn't get there, but there's at least there's people around that are kind of keeping an eye on those things. I mean. You know, at some point in time, anybody can overcome anybody, you know, but I mean. We know the folks at Scholarship Row could easily do it. They just have to stand up and take a step forward. That's right. Yeah. But those are people that you trust are not going to make pranks and stupid decisions like that, right? No, but I mean, sometimes. But once you sat there, so that's questionable. True. You did. I did. I did. With holes in your shoes. You know. (laughs) I did have a hole in my shoe. You know, it was just I just had didn't have time to see when you sit in the upper deck. Nobody notices get, that, Chuck. And that was a that was a long time ago. You, <laughs> you know? got in so much trouble from your wife. I did. I, she's like, "What are you doing? Why don't you, why why didn't you take care of that?" I'm like, "I, I don't know. It's just it was at a different time in life, you know." And I was just I was just uh, I don't know. I like those shoes. Wasn't this we like five still, years ago? I mean, we were doing the show together, so it wasn't that different of a time. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than it was five just years ago. a few years back. Why do you guys always remember the negative things oh, about Oh, because they're funny. <laughs> you never remember the good, the good times that I bring to this. Just the, yes, these are the do. good times. Yes, these are the good times. <laughs> I know, it makes me Arkansas look, was a good time. It makes me look bad, though. Those are, these, these, are, these are the things that make me... And there's never anything that makes me look good. It's like, man, you really, you really broke down that game really well the other night. <clears throat> hey, when that happens, we will remember it. <laughs> kidding. You're I'm so, kidding. I, I know you are. I that know. was that. Well, you just set me up I for did, that I one, did. right? And you knocked yeah. it over the park. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that ball is out of here. Guys, mm-hmm. adios, muchacho. Uh, if I ever saw one, so adios, muchacho. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mr. Haxton. Yeah. Um, all right. So there you go. Hey, uh, I saw this the other night, too, and it's not what you think it is. The headline is Keontae Johnson turned down $5 million to play at Kansas State. So the immediate thought is, oh, did somebody offer him? I was like, did we offer him $5 million and he turned it down? Or did some other school offer him some kind of name, image, and likeness deal? No, that wasn't the case at all. So he's the man, young man, who collapsed, you know, at Florida. He's a man. He is. <laughs> Dude's a man. And and he hasn't hasn't been able to play. Well, because well, he's, he's been able to play this year. No doubt. Yeah, he wasn't able to play he, at Florida. He, he wasn't able to play, but because he was uh considered a first-round NBA draft po- choice, 
the NBA, the NCAA has an insurance policy for the top basketball players so that if they get injured, it's a loss of value insurance that protects the student athlete's future from decreasing below a predetermined amount. Anyway, if, if he had wanted to, he could have taken $5 million, but he would have had to re- medically retire from basketball for Go College and any future plans. But he chose to bet on himself. But I, I, I thought That's that was stuff. I thought that was pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating that he could get five million dollars. Uh, this your awkwardness and dorky scenarios make the show. Okay, well that, I have a purpose. What dorky scenarios kind of <clears throat> seems more like me than you. Yeah, I think it's the the trio of us. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Uh, we'll have uh, Friendship Girls and Boys Basketball on the air for you tonight from San Angelo. Girls game tips at 6. The boys uh, will follow. And then tonight on 100.7, the score, Lubbock Cooper Girls play uh, at Oh, they play at home. I think I said earlier they played at Coronado. They play at home against Coronado. So that'll be at 6 and then 7.30-ish uh, for, the, uh, for the boys. Hey, how about this? And we... we don't give it maybe the for all their success we, we we don't talk about it very much maybe we should talk about it a little bit more but um the men's golf team and um this is not involving texas tech just one of their players ludwig Eberg, uh is tied uh with ian poulter at minus seven a shot ahead of rory mcelroy and they're playing at the uh, dp uh tour event uh, this is after 18 holes, so they're delayed getting the um, second round is now just getting underway. Um, so that is uh, awesome. News. Pretty pretty awesome news. I mean, and he's he's going to be a guy that uh, potentially you hear an awful lot about. This is going on in Dubai, so obviously the the time changes uh, quite a bit. So let's see. Just looking at it now. Uh, Eggberg has uh, he's he's bogeyed a couple of holes here, so now he's. He's plus two on the day. He's minus five for the tournament. So now he's uh, tied for seventh. So now he's behind Rory McIlroy, uh, Patrick Reed, uh, Ainhel uh, Hidalgo uh, leads this tournament, and Poulter uh, leads this tournament, both at minus seven. But Agberg is uh, at minus five. Uh, so that's, I mean, it's impressive. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Good, good luck. Uh, let's see here. Um I understand the fans' position on this, but getting an NIL deal, unfortunately, doesn't guarantee any player will play well. Clearly. So in some ways, it may do the opposite. Yeah, look, it's it's just like uh, like we said. It's just like free agents that move from one baseball team to another or a football player or an NBA guy. Um, you know, and, and you know, sometimes money inspires people and sometimes money ruins people. And I'm not saying, I mean, but from a... I, I personally don't see an inspired basketball team playing over there at the USA. Yeah. The, Do you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anybody feeling sorry for Zeke? Elliot, running back Dallas Cowboys, signed a huge contract. Nobody's feeling sorry for him. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. Whether it's fair or not, that is how it works. Uh, th- this is not, somebody asked about with Egbert, this is not part of the live tour. Even though it's in Dubai, this is not. I don't believe this is part of the live tour. Okay. I, I don't believe it is. Uh, could be wrong, but 
could don't don't believe it is um this, this we were asked about this earlier and i and i read a story on it last night and and saw some of the video and i mean first of all it's just it's terrible uh what took place uh between lorenzo and crosbyton the other night uh in high school basketball where you have a a player punch another player on the court i don't know why player a punched player b okay and but the thing that's really bad about the whole deal first of all that's bad but 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 what's what's horrible and terrible is the behavior of the parents of coming out of the stands to then fight one another yeah if if the parents are coming out of the stands to fight i'm sure that there were plenty of parents that came out of the stands to try to separate Mm -hmm. to try to help um sometimes that does help and sometimes that you know throws throws gasoline on the fire yeah you know if you get the wrong parent you know doing the wrong doing the wrong thing or you get one parent that thinks that parent is out there to to start a fight when they're really just there to try to help break it up and then a different parent's throwing haymakers at him and then he's like well i was just here to break it up but now somebody's throwing a haymaker at me here i come with mine i got some weapons in my arsenal too let's go yeah but it's 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 extremely sad and disappointed just ugly ugly scene and you know the the lorenzo coach has already been suspended by the school and um because he's uh alleged to have been recruiting players to lorenzo for god's sake i mean i mean if he's i'll tell you what if he's recruiting kids to lorenzo and he's that good that you can recruit to lorenzo nothing against lorenzo but if you can recruit really, if you can, <laughs> sounds like it is. If you can recruit really good kids to Lorenzo, kind of kind of sounds to me like he should be maybe at a different level because it sounds to me like he's a pretty good salesperson. But some of the I think things that's that he's, considered illegal in high school it basketball, is. Chuck. It is. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if he's that good a salesperson, he's maybe in the wrong industry. The other thing is, uh, his name is Dion Mitchell. He's been suspended uh, after allegations of recruiting. But then, uh, according to this news story I saw from KCBD, he's um, also like appeared to be in a in a game against O'Donnell, giving hand signals to his players. Now his son, while, while suspended, he while, was sitting while, in the stands yeah. or sitting on the edge. If he's suspended, how is he allowed even at to go to the games? Right, I don't know. It's it sounds like it's it sounds like it's quite the mess. Uh, and then his. And then he had a couple of players that were then ruled ineligible, including one of his own son, including his own son, which it seems to me like if his son is coming to Lorenzo uh, from shallow water, and I don't know if he was in shallow water before or whatever, whatever the circumstances were, um, that his son ought to be allowed to go where his dad is. That, that on the surface, that makes, wouldn't make any sense for the UIL to say that son can't go play for dad. Uh, on the surface. On the yeah, then you just get into the concern with is are certain school districts hiring certain people just so they can get said player. Oh, that's been going on for right. a million years. Right. And so you know? that's probably why they are trying to avoid it, right? I guess. But, I mean, I yeah. I, I, I think hiring a coach, um, I mean, heck, that went down in the Permian Basin for years. Hire some guys, hire some guy so that you can get his son – and he's now going to be in your in in your uh, district or in your you know geography for your school, and he's going to work at the loading dock so that uh, said kid can play football for Permian. 
Well, I mean, if you're, uh, I get the get the guy a job in town. Yeah. Okay, but that's different than give him the head coaching job of the at the school. Yeah. Now, I I mean I totally get that that kind of stuff has happened all the time. Yeah. Down at the loading dock or whatever you're talking about, <laughs> I get that, but that's different than hey, well let's make him the head coach. And he and he still has to be living there too, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. His yeah. I mean his the kid has to live there. Yeah. It's it's. If he's living somewhere else, then he can't be playing for a different school, right? Uh, Legal, legal. Yeah. Just it just it just seems. Unless he's going to a private school, and yeah. then we know that kind of stuff with private schools. It just seems it's a different it, kind it of. It just deal. seems the whole thing seems just crazy. Uh, well, it's it's, it's extremely it's, sad because no um, doubt <clears throat> uh, the schools are going to be punished, and mm-hmm. there are plenty of kids that deserve to be punished on those, those two teams, probably. Mm-hmm. And there are probably more that are that are not deserving of being punished, and but they yet they will be. That's part of being a part of a team. And as I said before, there were probably parents with good intentions that came out of the crowd to try to stop this melee. But, um, you know, there were also plenty that were did not have good intentions. And yeah. what you ultimately find out is um, that none of us in the moment are smart enough to or not, not smart enough. It's not the right word. Um, emotionally stable enough. Right. Is if you're trying to protect your kid or you see somebody, right. you know, <clears throat> do something against your kid, it's probably better for you to just stay in the crowd. Once it, but once it became a melee and, and everybody's involved. <clears throat> yeah, and the stands. But again, you can maybe think that in your mind, but then you see some other parent for the other team run out there and you're like, well, I surely am not going to let that Yahoo right. be out there, you know, grabbing hold of my kid and throwing him off the sure. pile. And so, I, I, again, I think there are people with good intentions that where it doesn't turn out the way you would hope. But uh, I don't know. It just it sounds like a mess over there. If the guy's already under investigation for, you know, illegally recruiting and all that good stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. Just seems like it's just all part of one big mess. It does seem it does seem like a big yeah. mess there that that. Uh, they and again, we know to. so little about the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, Just know see. it's sad. It is sad. Uh, Lorenzo has historically been pretty strong in small school basketball. Still not the garden spot of Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, the DP tour, and I got a, a text from uh, the uh, Minister of Information for Men's Golf. The DP tour was the old European tour. The European tour is the DP tour now. Okay. Okay. okay? So it's not part of the live. And I apologize, according to the textures, I mispronounced uh, Auberg's name wrong. So I apologize for that. Yeah. See, there you go. No good deed goes in punch. It's Auberg, not egg. Okay. Thank you. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. One little funny <clears throat> quip from PJ this morning. Um, he wanted to know if uh, these alleged loading docks down in the Permian Basin have the receiving door spelled correctly. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, PJ. I, I was just wondering how we're going to have a loading dock in the middle of the Permian Basin. Yeah. But you know, hey. Oil rig, not loading dock when you're talking about Permian, Chuck. Okay. But you tried. I tried. I tried. All right, Jamie, what you got for us? Mm. 
All right, so my question for you today is I, I just want you to look at the remaining schedule for the Red Raider basketball team. Tell me what you will feel like is good enough to get you to the point where you feel good heading into the offseason. <clears throat> is wow. it possible? Yeah, I think it's it's sure anything's possible. Um, I, I think it all starts with a win Monday night against Iowa State, um, because after that it gets it gets a little dicey. You have to go to Baylor. I think you could win at Oklahoma State. I think you could win at home against K State and Texas. I mean, for me personally, a, a, a win at home over K State and Texas, um, and and TCU would be and Oklahoma State would be highly satisfying. So I would tell you if you could win I don't know the specific number. I think there's five home games left. If you could win four of your last five home games, three, four, five. Yes, yeah, five home games left. If you could win four of your last five home games, I'd, I'd feel really good about it going into the offseason. Just the home games. Well, but I mean cuz you're just asking me as a fan, so I think you could. I think you could definitely win at Oklahoma. I think you could win at West Virginia. Um, you could win at Oklahoma State. You know what I want? And, and to, to heck with any of all that. I I would like to see this team play a complete game. Okay, just play a complete game and look like you're having fun. And look just like one. Well, not one, but I mean, but I mean, it's got to start somewhere, right? I thought I thought we were off to a good start the other night against West Virginia, and then we were, and then and then the the fouling and the the three point shots and the lack of, you know, getting yourself in position to defend it, uh, you know, sending them to the free throw line pretty early in the second half where they just creamed you. Um, so I, obviously, winning cures all ills, obviously, but I think. It, it's got to start with at least playing well together. Uh, and could you could you could you do that? Could you start that tomorrow? Could you leave Baton Rouge with a good taste in your mouth heading into Monday night? Because I, I fear if you lose tomorrow by fifteen or twenty points, that you you have no chance to win against Iowa State on Monday. Okay. Your last uh, six games this year. You've got Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. Win five of six of those and break even in the Big 12 tournament, and I would feel better about going into the offseason. And I know that's a tall task, especially for a team that doesn't have a win, but it would take that kind of turnaround at the end of the season for me to feel better about this basketball team going into next year. Okay, so you've got 10 conference games remaining at this point, correct? Yeah. I think win half of them. Win half of them. Win half of them, and I'll feel like this program has a chance to stay intact and move forward in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Okay? you got some serious work to do. No question. Serious work to do. But give yourself... A chance by you know again finishing strong and compared to where you are right now, winning half of your games remaining, I think that would be extremely strong. Yeah. I I don't think anything 
I don't know, man. If you end up in the three or four win range, I just there's there. I mean, the only momentum that you have is negative. And I'm not saying five changes everything, but it just makes me feel a little bit better that the team played together and played hard for Coach Adams. And also, I'm a little bit concerned about the Pop Isaacs injury. Just don't know how long he's yeah. going to be out. And and the Dawes, you know, the Fardos Amac injury. You know what? What the Dawes? I like that. <laughs> you like the Dawes? That was nice. The Dawes. The Dawes. Yeah. Where'd you hear that one? Dawes. I I heard him called Dawes yesterday. The Dawes. I, I just came up with the Dawes. I mean, the, okay. Oh, you just did. That I was just kind of your thing. That's kind of my deal. You yeah. know, the Dawes. You know, mm-hmm. Axon calls him the Big Maple all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. The Dawes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this from the Ace Point Center chat line. Uh, what's the word on Pop Pop? Don't know. Um, my guess is you're not going to see him tomorrow. Uh, I have no idea about Monday. That's an awfully quick turnaround. Um, and, you know, kind of just based on what we observed and how the expression on his face and everything else. Man. Just and, and how long it takes for basketball players with feet and putting them in a boot, man. <laughs> basketball players with feet. Well, I mean that. I mean, it's just so critical, you know. Their their feet, their feet are just so critical. I mean, you know, it's like I don't know. I, I just I. It makes me wonder if it's going to be a couple of weeks or or more uh, for him. Uh, somebody said this. I don't think Amac is back this season. Okay. Uh, this who cares how you felt about this team in the offseason team will look completely different come next season that's reality of nil age of basketball yeah and i there's a part of me that doesn't like okay. that so and that's a fair comment mm-hmm. i think but the question that i'm asking is you the, as a the fan reason base. the reason that i'm asking it is because if if there's no positive vibe going into next season you still mm-hmm. feel like you can put together a good roster of guys. You still think you can recruit well. So, um, so I'm going to ask that question. Yes, although yes might be the answer because the only thing that matters is uh, how much you're willing to pay them. Right. So uh, between between that and Big Twelve and facilities, but I think no, but, none of that means anything anymore. I, well, and I was just getting ready to say that how much you're willing to pay is number one on the list mm-hmm. now before you before you do anything else. But here's my here's the other question is. From a fan base standpoint, that has supported this basketball team over the last four or five years with, you know, selling out all the reserve seats. What, what what does it take for the fan base to respond in that manner? Or is there is there still an appetite that for those that are dissatisfied with what they've seen this year and said, you know what, I'm going to take a year off? Are there are there those that are like me going, hey, uh, I'm going to have an opportunity to go from the GA seats to getting some reserve seats whether it's lower level or mid-level or wherever just i'd like a reserve seat um and i didn't buy in soon enough you know um not that i wasn't bought in it's just my schedule doesn't really uh, allow me to go to every game uh, but now it's like okay i i've experienced the ga life i don't want the ga life anymore i want i want the reserve seat life where I can roll up at five till six for a tip off and know that I've got a seat reserved for me. Okay, so somebody puts this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Depends on who the coach is. 
So let me ask you this question. So during the Matt Wells era, especially during that last year, we had so many people that said, I'll be back to support this team. I'll be all in. I'll pay attention. I'll buy season tickets. I'll go to the game as soon as they make a change. Okay? Those people were loud and proud. Mm -hmm. There were plenty of them. Including guys that, you know, said, hey, I'm rooting against the team because I want them to force Texas Tech's hand. I don't think those people are. I don't think those people are fans. Do you think you're in a situation here where you're if you don't make a change at the head coaching spot that you're going to lose a lot of the fan base? Do you think the fan base as a whole would rather he stay or go? I think stay. I think stay. I think I really don't have the answer to that. I think I mean I think I think stay. I think the the ones that want people to 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 be gone are always going to have the louder voice. Um, I think based on the Sweet 16 last year, I think he's got some really hard thinking to do. He's got some selling to do. But I think if he really, really wants to be here and wants to stay, he'll stay. Um, but, man, if he goes 0-18, that, that, it's going to make people pause uh, or at least be on a short leash you know, for next year. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It's great to have you with us this morning on uh, this last Friday in January. Did you know that? It is, isn't it? <laughs> it's the last, the last. Next Friday will be February 3rd. <laughs> right. Crazy how quickly mm-hmm. the year is going by and the month went by. Just phew, there you go. Uh, we'll have girls and boys basketball for you on the air tonight. Uh, the Lubbock Cooper girls entertain Coronado. That's at 6. The boys to follow. And the Friendship girls on the road today. They play at San Angelo Central. Uh, 6 o'clock the tip time and 7.30 play-by-play. We'll have that for you on Double T 97.3 and the Double T 97.3 mobile app. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line and the Benchmark Hotline, 806-771-0973. All right. Um, we'll make predictions uh, this morning at 8.30. Um, Jeff won the week last week, so Jeff will uh, get us the, the games. I would presume that we'll uh, we'll do the AFC and the NFC Championship game. I, and I realize both of you guys, your teams are, are not in uh, the AFC or the NFC Championship game. The uh, NFC game will be first. We'll have it for you on 100.7, the score. Our, uh, our coverage begins at 1. The kick is a little after 2. The Philadelphia Eagles entertain the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I, I guess the question here is, can uh, Brock Purdy keep it rolling for the 49ers and kind of just you know getting the ball to Christian McCaffrey or whomever he needs to do? Uh, and then you know, is it uh, Rob and not Kim? make any mistakes? And not make any mistakes, yeah. Which is because he doesn't make he hasn't made many of mm-hmm. them. I mean, really, mm-hmm. that was the downfall of the Cowboys last weekend. Is your quarterback made a couple mistakes? Yeah. And obviously, when quarterbacks make mistakes, that's the most magnified, right? Right. And uh, then usually, if a running back picks the wrong hole, well, he only got a three yard gain instead of a eight yard gain. You don't. It's not that big of a deal, or you know. Uh, I don't know, maybe sometimes a defensive back makes a wrong play. That could cost you an easy seven, and that could cost you the game. But anyway, it's more magnified with the quarterback position, and Purdy's done a great job of, of avoiding 
big mistakes, which is so, so surprising for a rookie that was taken so late. The um, 49ers, just according to this ESPN article, have a streak of 27 straight games without allowing a rusher to, to run for more than 70 yards on the ground. That includes the playoffs. Surely that will uh, end on Sunday because of Jalen Hurts. Um, and, and, you know, Hurts now is, is not hurt. And, you know, he's back in there for uh, the Eagles um, who get to play at home. And the 49ers have to fly clear, clear across the country. I don't know how much that factors into things. My, my guess is not, not a great deal. Um, you know, the, the question is, can the 49ers keep, you know, Brock Purdy upright? Because he likes to go back in the pocket and, and drop back and pass. And can he avoid, like you said, the turnover? What about Jalen Hurts? Uh, just, just a com- uh, he's a game changer for the Eagles, big time playmaker. Um, you know, I, I think that he's got plenty of good weapons as well. And so, I mean, I, I there's no question that Philadelphia can't win without Jalen Hurts playing well. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal: the 49ers can win. I mean, Brock Purdy can't make a ton of mistakes, but he doesn't have to play great. That's fair. You know, he doesn't He doesn't have to play great. Um, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, obviously has to uh, has to be a factor for him uh, to a degree. Uh, it, it seems like that uh, Rob Kittle plays the role of kind of Travis Kelsey in the 49ers offense and that good things happen when they get the ball in his hands and he has a knack for making a big play. And they have other players as well, but... Just it feels like that if Kittle gets going, uh, or if they're able to get the ball to him, then it kind of opens up their offense for him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they haven't like scored at scored at will. Um, so we'll see. Um, here's uh, here's your re- officiating uh, scouting report. Okay, the referee and his crew, John Hussey, through the third fewest flags in 2022 including two for roughing the passer and 24 for holding both the lowest in the nfl that is good news for both teams who are called for the second and third most offensive holding penalties in the league what do you think about that do you like do you like a crew that doesn't call holding on every play or do you would you like it held to the letter of the law i i don't have a I just want a crew that's consistent, but mm-hmm. I guess I would. I mean, if it's holding, it's holding. Am I getting? Did I, I get something wrong here? I would like for the teams to not hold, and force the officials to mm-hmm. have to f- throw flags on them. So I'm not going to blame it on the officials. How about that? Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. I don't blame police officers for giving people speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. I blame people who speed. George Kittle. Uh, Did you say Kerry Kittle? No. Every time I see... He said Rob. I said Rob. Every time I see George Kittle, all I can think about is Kerry Kittle. You remember him? mm Great basketball player for Villanova and played in the NBA. mm Great player. Great player. I was a big fan. Okay, so, you know, George, Rob, you know, whatever the hell his name is. Kittle. 
I bet you'll get Travis Kelsey's name right. I know I, I did. I, I did get I did get that name right. I did get that name right. Okay, <laughs> it's that's on it's on me. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, what? Nobody's perfect, Chuck. You know, I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm not even close. None of us are. I'm not even close. But anyway, um, uh, I think. Uh, and then you know, of course, you have you know Debo Samuel, who's obviously a terrific player for him, uh, terrific receiver for him. But it just I don't know. It just seems like and running back and running back. Yeah, he pretty much does it all. He does it all. McCaffrey does it all. Um, I don't know. I just I, I look at this and go, I think the Forty ers are going to win. I'll reveal my pick at eight thirty. Um, I don't know if I'm rooting for them or the Eagles. I don't know who's. I don't know which team's the better matchup for my team. I think they're both. I think all four teams remaining are really good. I think yeah. all four are good enough to win the whole thing. Yeah. Already overlooking this weekend's opponent, Jamie. <laughs> that guy right there. The team that has well, beat him three times in a row. Yeah. And, but that's, I mean, that's fair because he's not going to, I mean, his team's not going to have played at that point. So he should be watching the NFC game going, which one will be easier, assuming that his team or hoping that his team advances. Mm hmm. I think that makes sense. I think we'd all yeah. be doing that. Yeah. Uh, there's no truth to the rumor that George Kittle's middle name is Rob. It's Krieger. Okay. That's a weird name. I bet that's family related. Krieger. K-R-I-E-G-E-R. I think they nicknamed him Jetson. <laughs> He's got a name uh, uh, named Elroy. Not always accurate. Not always fair. Just try to be entertaining. Okay. Have you ever spent any time in the jungle? <laughs> These are just questions you have to ask now. Oh, man. Chuck got mad from people misspelling his last name, and today he calls George Rob and then says, whatever, Chuck is my morning entertainment. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.